It's the 919 Vice podcast. No Adam Eshbaugh, no Wayne Holt. We kicked him out. We're not even at graffiti. We're actually back in the OG media studios. Joe Giglio is hanging out today on the 919 Vice podcast. What up, Joe? Hi, Joe. You want to break out that four roses to make this an official Vice pod? <laughs> Do we have to? I mean, we don't have to. At some point, we're going to open that thing up, right? I already did. Oh, you already did? That was the uh, live show from uh, Bali Times. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So you're probably wondering, well, what the hell? Why are, why are you guys here? Where, where's Adam? Where's Wayne? Well, they're, they're stuck with me. They're in Cary. They're at the graffiti. So that's number one. Number two, today's podcast is about gambling. This week, it was officially law. January 8th, sports wagering in the state of North Carolina is technically legal. The problem, Joe, is that as of right now, you cannot open up your phone, open up your favorite gambling app, and make a bet right now. You still are going to Virginia, aren't you? I am, and particularly since Michigan won, so there was a futures ticket that was you cashed that thing important. I mean, I, they won, but that doesn't mean I cashed it. We got to. <laughs> this might be an important distinction for some people out there. Fair enough. <laughs> So you got to go to Bojangles up in Virginia, don't you? Uh, I got to hit my bows. Actually, my last place, I was, so I'm superstitious. So <laughs> I did not win the last time I was at the bows. Yeah. So I went to the, you can either go left or right at the exit. I mm-hmm. went left to the McDonald's and I won when I went to the McDonald's. So there will be more McDonald's bidding. Fair enough. Fair enough. So where did things stand now that this thing is legal? Well, Based on reports, we do know that all your major players, FanDuel, DraftKings, et cetera, have all filed for licenses to operate in the state. We do have news. Uh, On Thursday, the Canes dropped a news release announcing a partnership with Fanatics Betting. If Fanatics sounds familiar, they are the apparel maker. Some of you all might not be fans of some of the quality of jerseys that Fanatics has been making, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Fanatics is getting into all sorts of sports revenue generating business, whether it's the jerseys, the sports cards, uh, basically all the stuff that Gilio loves. Fanatics has a handle on it, including betting. So this came from the Canes. Fanatics betting and gaming to partner with the Carolina Hurricanes for North Carolina sports betting. Fanatics betting and gaming, blah, 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 subsidiary. This is all from the press release. They will become the official sports betting partner and secure market access for its online sports betting platform, Fanatics Sportsbooks, pending the licensing and regulatory approvals. As we mentioned earlier, you could file for these licenses, but we just don't know when it's actually going to happen, although the the governor said it's probably going to happen in March. Quote, this is from Don Waddell, president and general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are thrilled to welcome Fanatics as our official sports betting partner. Fanatic Sportsbooks will bring a user-friendly experience for North Carolinians to wager on sports responsibly, and we're proud to partner with them on this endeavor. So what's what's unclear, and this goes on into the press release, you know, an opportunity to put a retail sports book at PNC Arena. The partnership also includes marketing assets such as in-arena signage, broadcast integrations, PNC Arena activations for hockey fans along with other opportunities for Hurricanes fans, ticket holders, blah, 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 blah. What is unclear, and maybe we'll get an answer for this on the next podcast, is whether or not the Fanatics Sportsbook app will be the only app you can use at PNC Arena. There are some arenas in the country where, like Caesars is the only one you can use in the building. Could be a situation where you can use DraftKings, FanDuel, etc., 
along with the Fanatics app, but the Fanatics app is going to be the only one that you're allowed to do some of the props. You know, like I want, you know, I think Sebastian Ajo is going to score two goals in the second period, like that kind of stuff. The funkier bets. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some incentives for you for you to use the Fanatics app over DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, etc. So those are some of the things to keep an eye on going forward when it comes to sports wagering. Joe and I talked to Governor Roy Cooper before Christmas, right before everybody broke for the holidays, and we asked him, like, what what's the holdup here? And here's his here's his answer. Well, well, first they they passed this legislation, and then the general came back, general assembly came back and made some adjustments to it which the Lottery Commission says has caused them to go back and have to redo some things. This rulemaking has to work. you got to make sure that it is uh, working right. The goal is to get it out there before March Madness. No guarantee that that's the case, but I think that is the goal. They're, they're working on getting the rules and, and getting everybody licensed up and getting started. So looking forward to that. I think it'll be positive for the state, our economy, jobs, and people are already doing it anyway. We might as well have the North Carolina taxpayers um, get some benefit from this. I hear what you're saying, but like DraftKings and FanDuel, I have these accounts. I have to drive once a week to Virginia to place my bets legally. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, Well, we're working on it. We're all in the United States of America. Why can't they just turn the geofence on and let me place my bets. It's already been approved yeah. in the state of North Carolina. Yeah. But look, I'm not, don't disagree with you yeah. as a fan and somebody who would want to place a bet, but you got to make sure that the rules are right and that everybody's complying with the law and that the state's getting its right amount of revenue. And it's pretty complicated to make sure that you follow all of the law that the General Assembly has put in place. And so they're working on it fast they can. I had them all in the room over there the other day, pushing them, saying, we've got to get this done as quickly as we can. like a lawyer answer. That's the difference between you and me, among other things. <laughs> well, you just want to make bets. You're sick and tired of driving out to Virginia. Let's well, be real. Yeah, but I also... Or, like, or I hitting me up while I'm in Detroit on a yeah. Junior Canes trip and giving me all this information about who I should bet you know, bet on. The, the OG gambling syndicate. I yeah. can see you now with a, with a betting show where people pay to listen to you about what the over under is going to be and you're yelling and, and I, like I, I can I can yeah. see I can see that now <laughs> there could be a future for you I think my favorite part about that entire conversation that entire sequence was you going going full caveman like well why can't we it's America you were very much like I'm sorry sir last time I checked this is America why can't I bet he had a very lawyerly answer yeah he's never been as relieved in his life as when I said you know we're not the same <laughs> <laughs> And he, he was like, well, yes, I'm a little bit smarter than you. But you can tell that things are actually going in the direction of everybody getting ready for this to, to get going. Uh, most recently, the Backyard Bistro, just outside PNC Arena, it's been mm-hmm. there for years. It's the home of the Canes Corner event that they do. Mike Maniscalco hold, you know, hosts it and everything else. And it's kind of like this weird oasis in an area with not a lot going on. In terms of there's a breeze through over there too. There is. Shout out to the breeze through. And but in terms of like a place to go hang out, watch games, yeah. that kind of stuff, there really isn't much around there other than the backyard bistro. And in order to get things ready to go, it looks like the Canes have finally completed the purchase of the backyard bistro. 
And we talked to Luke DeCock of the News and Observer about, you know, what exactly does that mean and what are they going to be doing with that space? Well, I mean, it's going to be a physical sports book eventually because the actual sports books that they're going to build inside and outside the building are going to take time. Yeah. Like putting one in PNC, the place they originally wanted to put it was like underneath a catering kitchen and it was going to have like grease dripping through the ceiling. So um, that's that's going to take a little while to figure out where that's going to reconfigure the building. You got, you know, when the Centennial Authority does something, you have to put out, you have to get three bids by state law. I mean, that's, it's a process. It'll happen, but it's a process. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Perkins are going to build a great big Vegas style sports book with screens and recliners and all that crap. Um, but that's going to come as part of the development around the arena. It'll be in whatever the first phase is, um, you know, the first set of construction. It may not be in the same location as where the first set of offices are, but that, like the music venue, is a priority item to get steel up and built. But again, that's those agreements aren't signed yet. They still have to be finalized. We've got a lot of, of walking to do before we can run there. So the Hurricanes needed a brick and mortar building close to the arena within mm -hmm. the whatever the legal limit is i think actually from the hurricanes perspective and you could kind of build anything out to almost the fairgrounds um but this is an easy an easy fix it, it puts more of the perimeter under their control um and it'll you know continue to sort of function until they get it actually fully sports booked but my guess is starting with a brick and mortar facility that already has a bar and a restaurant yeah um, and a lot of tvs you can get a sports gambling facility up and running there probably in like 36 hours with a tiger tea, you know, shut the doors on a Monday morning, reopen on Wednesday night. And, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, 24 hour reskin. So it makes a lot of sense. You need to text Tom Dundon, Joe. You want, you've been, we've been wondering where we're going to do our live shows on Thursdays. It's the answer. Is, is that not the answer? Yeah. Could you function there though? Um, could you actually do a show? Would you be <laughs> able to, would, could you be not, not if there's golf on TV, yeah, oh, and there are matchups going. You know, and, you know, and that you would it would be a one man band. It's funny. I, I meant to text you, Luke, because I need to work on a credential uh, through the USGA, and I was like, you know, Luke has golf golf uh, connections. And then I was thinking, gambling is going to be legal next year, and they're like, I might like trip Denny McCarthy or or, or do something unusual. I mean. It's going to be legal by the time the opens here. Yeah, that's we're going to be yeah. at, at like, on the open at Pinehurst in North Carolina. So yeah, you might have to in real off time. property. <laughs> Why you got to go after my guy Denny McCarthy? Uh, you hate guys who can putt. That's your problem. Now about backyard bistro, there's a little a little drama this week related to that space. The Carolina Hurricanes announced that they had purchased the space. They've been operating it. It's as is. They actually, did a Canes Corner podcast. Uh, this week, the same day as the Carolina State game. Uh, but Raleigh Magazine had reported that they had fired their entire staff before Christmas and that the sports book that they wanted to put in Backyard Bistro was not going to happen. So we caught up with Gina Stevens uh, from Raleigh Magazine on the Ovies and Gilio podcast. And here's a little bit of that conversation and her doubling down on the fact that that sports book is just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a conversation, as you guys do. You get lots of people who share information with you. Back in October, we got tipped off from a very reliable source that we checked that Gale Force Sports Entertainment was purchasing Backyard Bistro hmm. and with the intention of flipping it into a sports book. And there was all kinds of details. And as we all know, 
plans get out there, they get into it, money changes, costs go up, details change. But we, we shared what we knew. And that was that they were purchasing in January with the intention of keeping it open, closing at some point, converting it to a sports book and reopening, hopefully in time for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Very vague. Right. Mm-hmm. So early last week, the same source tipped us off that the deal had gone south, not the deal to buy it, but the conversion to a sports book wasn't going to happen, that the price tag was just too high. Mm-hmm. It came back at a million. And that, and again, source shared some things about Christmas and people being let go. I think there's, you know, obviously, we have now heard from the Canes. They've shared factual details, according to them, mm-hmm. that no one was fired um, before Christmas. Um, I think, you know, week of Christmas, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into whether it was the week before Christmas, the week after. I don't think anyone was fired. I'm sure there's some people who left who maybe thought they were going to stay on and have a role in maybe a big sports book and run it. I, I don't know. They're, they say that no one was let go. Um, only people left who couldn't pass their background check um, that they needed to be employed by the gains. Yeah, my understanding is that in order to stay, now that they're they're running it, they have to pound. They have to pass background checks, and the people who were not retained were the ones who did not pass that background check. Which also speaks to I know Joe, you've talked about this when it comes to a sports book. Background checks are kind of important, right? Well, if if the gambling lords ruled the country, <laughs> we would all be better off. A lot more fun. Well, the checker uppers, <laughs> for sure. They make so, sure things run. So, Gina, I'm, I'm a little bit confused in terms of... I always got the sense from the Canes, from Tom Dundon, um, to be specific, that they wanted to build a sports book at PNC Arena. And what they would do as a stopgap would basically have Backyard Bistro as a place. Mm-hmm. Now, our traditional definition of sports book changes in 2024 because of your phone. So I just assumed it would be a place that they would run that would serve food. Maybe they would renovate, you know, modestly. A window, if you want. I don't even think think they will, because remember, they're cashless as an operation. arena. So So you'll need a help desk, because in Detroit, for instance, I'll keep using Detroit as an example, Little Caesars Arena. They have kiosks around to handle any sort of... Issues. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah, this is working. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's probably what you're looking at with a small conversion. And, and my understanding, Gina, with talking with people over at the Carolina Hurricanes, elements of a sports book at Backyard Bistro are still in play. Um, all I can say is I have I we are not in the deal. We're not part of it. We are we report the news that we here and and this is one of those things you know we hear mm-hmm. a lot of stuff about sports and about development and sure. people say things and things change. Mm-hmm. I, I was told very clearly that the price tag for the conversion they wanted to make was a million dollars. And again, you know, my editor and I took a tour of uh, PNC with Jeff Merritt, head of uh, Centennial Authority. He walked us through and he said, you know, our game plan is we want a sports book in the arena. Mm-hmm. It, that can't happen overnight, obviously. And so it made sense when they said they were considering um, Backyard Bistro. It also makes sense that, you know, every everything we're hearing is when anybody wants to build anything right now, the prices are higher and they're going, ooh, maybe not that much. Yeah. Money money is not cheap right now. This money is, is not cheap. Pretty, Nothing's cheap. Rates are pretty high right now. And so, I, you know, I, you know I, I asked yesterday on the call, I said, so, you know, 
you want to tell me, are you doing a sports book? Are you still thinking about a sports book? And they go, um, am I wrong? And, and they said, no comment. Gotcha. And so, you know, I understand it's their story to tell. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that's lost in all of this is that part of the reason we did a podcast on it was people are excited. You know, people want to know what's going on. They're hearing about all the exciting things. You know, Dundon said, if we can't take the, you know, the arena to downtown, let's bring downtown to the arena. So people are excited to hear what's out there. They want to know. And I think any movement, but up to date, it's been pretty tight lipped on everything. So are you standing by the statement you made yesterday that the sports book at Backyard Bistro is canceled? I am standing by that part. Uh, that and and I have had a a really good source mm-hmm. um, that I've trusted and has been with me for years, and I I believe you know did the whole part about whether contracts weren't kept or somebody didn't pass a background check, you know, and they end up out the door. Mm-hmm. There's that those fine details that you know we couldn't we couldn't get. Um, so, you know, we were wrong on that part, I guess, in terms of timing and why someone might've been let go. Mm -hmm. But to summarize, (laughs) if I may, sure. I feel like, and and Joe learned this in Detroit and Gina, you may be a shark. I I don't know. You you might be out there running to the border like I do to go place bets. I (laughs) Joe (laughs) Joe crosses the border, hangs out in a Bojangles parking lot and opens up a phone app. So that's what I I think there's like pre- 2018 concepts of what a sports book actually is that you need this brick and mortar right setup sure. you know that you, you have to have the board with the green and, and orange neon mm-hmm. and with all the lines and all the odds and all this other stuff i think the canes and i don't all of our conversations with tom dundon are we record and put out there so all i can figure out here from that one million dollar price tag which makes sense is they said, why would we put a million dollars into something that's only going to be temporary? Right. Which is what the backyard beach would be. SGA's three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to renovate and do it right. You're going to renovate and do it right at the arena. Right. What your permanent site would be. I think what's important though, for people like me is, can I go to this backyard bistro and place bets? Mm -hmm. And I think as long as you could do that, (laughs) You can call it whatever you, you want to call it. Right. That's what I want to do. We, we call this the studio. It <laughs> really is just a 10 by 10 space in downtown. Yeah, this is our office. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Um, so we'll, I guess we can we can close the conversation on this with Gina from uh, from Raleigh Magazine. You know, I think what, what ends up happening, and I'm guilty of this from time to time, is that we get caught up in what is sold as a vision. You know how many times you know how many times I've seen a downtown vision plan that's going to include XYZ? You know, I'm still waiting for that like permanent amphitheater in downtown Raleigh. Right. right. Uh, you know, speaking of John Kane, like that downtown South development at some point will eventually take off as a North Hills resident. I know what it was supposed to look like versus what it actually is. And as a Disney adult, I know very well about how things are sold <laughs> and then ultimately how they end up. So I guess the the ultimate takeaway here is. This is a long process and things that are discussed when they announce versus what the actual results are. There's going to be some ebbs and flows to it. And that's how we get these conversations, right? Absolutely. And, and part of the, you know, I'm a season ticket holder of the Canes. I love sports. I'm a Georgia Bulldog. I mean, I love it all. And so, you know, um, rub it in, Gina, just rub it in. (laughs) No, no. We'll know what real football is at some point. (laughs) 
but I, so I'm a big sports fan and I love it when stuff comes up and I'm excited about what's going in around the arena and certainly not make, trying to make anyone look bad, but I think there is a, um, a thirst, a desire. People want to know what's happening. They get excited about it. I'm, I'm laughing because we had a conversation with Tom Dundon and he said, well, I don't gamble. Well, now he's the house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you kind of are. Even though it's guaranteed income, you still kind of are gambling because well, it's in what, theory you could get busted. In theory, what, somebody could get hot and beat you. In theory, what is gambling? I mean, you could make the argument that he's gambling every year with their own statistics to bring players in. Remember, he talked to us yeah. in the in the breeze through. Shout out the breeze through again. Who sponsors the Nine One Nine Vice Podcast? That they have their own odds and. They spit out how they think a season is going to go. So while he doesn't technically well, gamble, no, he, there he, is gambling going on. What we said, what I had specifically asked him about was the stock market. He's like, no, I don't do the stocks. I don't do the stock market. And I'm like, okay, I don't believe you. But <laughs> <laughs> when you have a license, which is what is going to happen now, is we'll see the Panthers will have a license. Yeah. The Hornets will have a gambling license. And there won't be that many of them. Now, what that means is where that would be where you could actually go and place bets. That's the thing. But if you have FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, Hard Rock, who knows what else will be available here? Yeah. You could you that's the part where I think you learned when you went to Detroit where you're like, wait a second, I could just sit here and sit on my phone and place these bets. That's the key thing. The thing about legal gambling is you can't gamble what you don't have. Yes. Illegal gambling, there's such a thing as Dude. credit and getting yourself in trouble. Dude, let me, I don't think we've actually told this full story, but you mentioned my trip up to Detroit. Jacob had a Junior Canes tournament up there. And once you figure, oh, you're going to be in Detroit, you're yeah. in Michigan, you know, it's legal there. So here's all my information. So you like gave me all your bank information yeah, to log in to the app while I was up there. And it hit me with like three different errors. Like you can't do this, yep. you can't do this, you can't do this. Eventually, I think the way it worked out was you literally had to give me like your credit card for real. Like not a PayPal, yeah. not a this, not a Venmo. Well, yeah, you said there's Venmo, there's PayPal, there's this, there's that. And I'm like, okay, I got money on all of those things. Yeah, so you gave me Venmo. Venmo but it, didn't work. But it wouldn't go through. It wouldn't go through. It was like too many. There's a I lot mean, of there steps. Were, there were a lot of steps to go through in order to make sure that you had the money. Mm-hmm. And eventually it tied to your credit card. And then that's how I was able to make a bet. I will say this, though, to your point about you know, the steps that are needed to make sure that you're doing it legally and the safety precautions that are in place that you're not betting money that you do not have. Once you get in there, though, it's very easy to just yeah. start going through money. Even I got caught up in that. And remember, all of this is a lead up to an amusing exchange between you and me where I was having breakfast at a Coney place after one of the morning games. And I said, yeah, with the quote leftover money. Yeah. I think I used the phrase leftover money. Like I had $135 in leftover money that I ended up putting on the canes or something like that. And you're like, excuse me, sir, <laughs> that's not leftover money. That's my money. Right. But you see how my thought is with gambling. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, it's sunk oh, it's cost. There. Let's put it in there. It's sunk cost yeah. at that point. You know? Yeah. It'll it'll be different. And I think there are people, once you get to a game to next goal. You know, the Canes in particular, uh, there's been a wide variety of options that people just aren't really thinking of or aware of. And 
You could bet in smaller denominations too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's probably the key. But the big key to it is have a budget, stick to it, and understand that when you lose, you lose. Also, make a plan because <laughs> the live line is a completely different piece than people are going to be used to. Mm-hmm. That's where you start chasing. When you normally you should really go into a a, a weekend. A Saturday college basketball season. Sure. You should really go in with a plan. Like, here are my five bets. This is what I'm betting on. You should also bet equal amounts on each bet. You know, these are all kind of basic gambling one-on-one kind of thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, once you get into that live line, now all of a sudden you're chasing the total. You're chasing a live total. You're chasing who's going to score next. You're going you're gonna to chase any number of options that you're going to have in-game, Right. When the Islanders were here and the first Ajo scored, the other Ajo, I was like, you got to get this on the live line. Like right now, you know, the other our Ajo is not going to stand for being outscored in a game by the imposter Sebastian Ajo. Like that was the easiest parlay in the history of the world. So if I do get into trouble, can our friends over at Whitaker and Hamer help me out? They can. I okay. mean, they, they help me often. Not, so. not, not on this, right? <laughs> Anyway, we thank, I mean, <laughs> we thank Whitaker and Hamer for sponsoring the 919 Buys podcast. You can check them out, wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Whitaker and Hamer is also helping us out with, speaking of legalities. Yeah, come hang out with us. The Tecmo, the Tecmo Super Bowl tournament that we're going to be doing on February 4th at Shady's in downtown Garner. If you want to participate in this Tecmo Super Bowl tournament, shoot us an email, theogosdigital at gmail.com. Again, that's theogosdigital at gmail.com. There's a cash entry fee because there are a there are cash, cash prizes. prizes. Yeah, the, the only way this could be it's 25 bucks by the way. You'll be okay. Um the only way this would be better is if we were able to like play it at Sullivan Dorm or Lee Dorm. <laughs> that's the only way I can think of improving on this. But no, Shady's is a great spot downtown Garner. Come out fun. Come have a couple beers. We'll have some food there. We'll take care of you. Always do. Uh come out come and hang out with us. That's what's funny is you mentioned the dorm. This is the difference in age. You say Tecmo Super Bowl dorm. I think about hanging out at my buddy's Damien. Mario Kart, maybe? No, no. Hanging out. Damien Felton's 17th Street in Boca Raton. Oh, he had oh, the copy. Of, he had the he had the copy of Tecmo Super Bowl. And he had it on one of those projection TVs. Oh, like, man. Because you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, if you wanted a big TV, it had to be one of those yeah. crazy projections. And he had one of those. And we played Tecmo Bowl on the biggest screen possible. I'm sure now if I went if I went back and if I saw a picture, like forty inches or something, right? Like <laughs> it's like, oh, you can get that for two hundred bucks at Target right now. But back then, man, back in 1992, paradise, 93, that was paradise. So yeah, just shoot us an email if you want to participate. We will be back next week on the 919 Vice Podcast with Adam and Wayne. We will get back into the booze. We will get back into the smokables and the edibles and various other shenanigans. But in the meantime, start getting ready for the for that other vice that is wagering in the state of North Carolina.